Hi, my name is Rihanna, and with me is Madison, and this is the Wanderers and Learnings podcast. Um, so our topic is, what did the world look like when you were younger? So our first question is, what's your opinion about how the world has adapted from when you were younger to now? You know, it's done a better job, I guess. And well, when I was younger, like we had country schools, we went to country schools, and uh, and we had a teacher. They had a teacher's cottage there, and the teacher stayed in the cottage. But I don't think you had any heat, did you? No, not electrical heat. No, no, no. Nor let. Nor we just had to lay it. Uh, old-fashioned lamp. We didn't have power. No, no, no. Actually, we were probably a good age when we did get power. The big thing was getting TV. That was so amazing. It's just black and white, but it was great. Yes. So we used to watch the Waltons and and. Uh, those little house on the prairie. You might have heard them, maybe not. No, no. So. We, well, my family, we had a telephone, but it was just had so many on it. You could, oh, and then there was an operator, so if you wanted to call some other people, you would talk to the operator, she would put you through to, to the other place. Where, we, where I grew up, we didn't have a telephone. We didn't have any electrical uh, things at all. But then I'm thinking back to your question. And you asked how things progressed. What, what would you like to know about a progress since since I was young. Um, like, has fashion changed since then? Oh yes, very much. <laughs> well, it's kind of amusing because fashion goes in cycles. Yeah, and you you wear one style for a while, and then that goes around, and oh, it's new again. But uh, as far as fashion was concerned, we. My family didn't have much money, like none practically. And I wore what what I had to wear. And probably two outfits. I'd wear one part-time and, and then switch over while it got washed. So we, we weren't even slightly concerned about fashion. We were more concerned that we had clothes to wear and warm ones for the winter time. Yes. Yes, we uh a lot of the time, my family walked to school, and it was three and a half miles, so it was a fair hike. What did you do on your free time when you were younger? Well, I always loved to read. <laughs> so, but also, I helped with gathering eggs and from the chickens, and actually, I peeled cats and calves 
because they like to separate the milk from the cows, get the cream to ship and have some money. And so then the skim milk we had to feed to the cows and come up to the fence. And, yeah. And feeding, you, feeding those calves, you had, you had a little pail yeah. and the calf would come up and you'd hold it tight and, and the calf, if you didn't like just getting the milk fast enough, he'd give it a mighty bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and where you would go, the milk all over you and the calf. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of changes in the way we use devices, like, for example, vehicles, TVs, computers, phones? Definitely. We had, we had none of that when we were growing up. No. It, 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 that transaction seemed to came, come fairly rapidly, especially in my life, because in 1951, we got electricity at the farm that I lived. And then we could get appliances. We got, well, I was teaching school then, and I bought an electric stove so that when I come home, I could turn on the power. Well, the old men in the district, tap, 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 tap. All this wood and all these trees, and she buys an electric stove. You know, you've got to pay money for electricity. <laughs> Is there any games you played in the 90s that we still have? Well, I think uh, younger children probably still do hopscotch and, and anti-iover. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where you threw a ball over a building, and that person on the other side caught it, you know. <laughs> Are there any laws that were more slack back then to now? There, were, there wasn't the need for as many laws. Um, we didn't have the opportunity to do some many things that needed regulations. There was a sort of a code of decency. There were things you just didn't do because it wasn't, it just wasn't decent. It wasn't acceptable. No, no. And you didn't, you, you tried to be good. And if you really were interested in the local laws, your mother and father saw to it that you were taught those very strictly. Where did you grow up? I grew up on a farm near Marleston. And then uh, when I got married, we moved to Lloydminster and I've lived here ever since. And I, I grew up on a farm near, north of Neilburg, five miles. And I lived there until I went to Lloyd Minster School to take my grade 11 and 12 because there were no teachers mm -hmm. any closer. I had to board away from home. Yeah. And when it was time for me to go home for a holiday, I took the local train, which went from Lloyd Minster to, ne to Neilburg and beyond. And it took 
uh, about four hours, I think. And then it went one day, and then the next day it, it went back to Lloydminster again. And that was the form of transportation. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, like uh, back then, people used to drop in for coffee or for a meal, whatever. Now you almost have to have an appointment to see somebody. Yeah. Do you think the world was better when you were growing up or better now? Well, in some ways it was better because you didn't have to be so perfect. Now I think everybody's taught to be perfect. Um, were there any big world events that affected you growing up? Me, definitely, because of the world, the war was a big effect. Uh, we were short of supplies. We had to have rash, the little coupons to buy butter and sugar and commodities. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people that we knew their sons and daughters were going away to war. Uh, the fellow that I married had gone overseas and had landed on the beach in Juneau. That was in, in France on the invasion. And that affected his life and it certainly, it affected my life too because it was a sad time. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give people to live a good life? Well, with my kids, I told them, if you do something, tell me. I don't want to hear from somebody else. And then we can fix it. I, I would, I don't have grandchildren. And my kids are too old to tell anything. They won't <laughs> listen anymore. So I, I would just suggest that to have faith and to have faith in our own brains that if we get an education and we're prepared to work, there's unlimited opportunities. But you have to keep your eyes up and look and try to look for something that interests you. It isn't all about money. It's just finding something that you're going to enjoy doing and maybe make some new friends while you're doing it and not to worry too much about the future. Man, mankind, we hope, will straighten it out for us. If not, you guys will be able to help. Mm -hmm. And that might be a choice you make. Yeah. And enjoy your life. Yes. Just enjoy being who you are. Thank you for joining us today um, for our Wonders and Learning podcast. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah. I always loved teenagers. Even <laughs> <In> my own. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty special, you guys. Oh, you are so welcome. We enjoyed the girls. It was very, very nice meeting. Yes, it was nice meeting. Have yourself, have yourself a good life. Well, that is all for today. Thank you, June and June, for joining our Wonders and Learnings podcast. Thank you for people who listen to our podcast today, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.